if you have your Bible this morning, Matthew chapter number 2. Matthew chapter number 2. Miss Jean, where's the book of Matthew? Is that in the front or the back? Back middle. Back middle. Okay. Asking Miss Jean. I asked her where Genesis was the other night, and she told me it was in the back. So it took us a while to get there and get to our spot. And I trusted her, and she steered me. You had your spot and led me astray. Thank you very much. <laughs> I did. I did. Matthew chapter number 2, we'll read here in just a moment. But it's once again that time of year when the stores are full and when the sales are frequent, when shopping is frantic and when sanity is frayed. We know that Christmas ought be about Christ. But sadly, in our world today, this holiday has really been turned into usmus. You know, selfmus, whatever you want to call it there. And as we look at a very familiar passage of Scripture this morning, I want us to consider this thought. The gifts God wants you to give. The gifts God wants you to give. Matthew chapter 2, look with me at verse 1. The Bible says, Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. And they said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, And thou, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, art not the least among the princes of Judah, for out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had privily called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young child. Did you see that? Go and search diligently for the young child. Not, not babe, young, young child. When you have found him, bring me word again that I may come and worship him also. When they had heard the king, they departed, and lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they were come into the, what's the next word? House. House. We're not at the manger here, friends. Just to let you know, some time has passed. I'm sorry to ruin your nativity scene this morning, but the wise men weren't there at the beginning. They came later. When they were come into the house, his, uh, his, uh, what, I skipped a whole line in my Bible. Mm. Well, that really made it read weird. And when they were come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed into their own country another way. This morning we're going to look at these wise men, but I want us to consider the gifts that God wants you to give. Father, I pray today that you'll help us. Lord, we thank you for who you are. We thank you for all you've done. We thank you for your precious word. Most of all, we thank you for Jesus who stepped out of heaven and took on flesh, became uh, as a man and 
lived his life as a servant and went sinless to a cruel cross to shed his precious blood to pay for the sins of all mankind. Lord, we thank you for the grace that you extend to us that we can uh, trust Christ and be saved. And I pray today uh, that you'll stir our hearts and warm our hearts. And if there's one here without Christ, that today would be the day they'd receive the best gift they could ever receive. Lord, I pray uh, that you'll just work in our midst today. Thank you for these who are here. We pray for the many unable to be with us today. Lord, go with us and help us. In Jesus' name, amen. So Christmas is this time of year that we specifically set aside to celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. Now, don't let me, I already spoiled your nativity scene. Let me just go ahead and tack another one on. Uh, You know, there's uh, much evidence of uh, the birth of Christ was not December the 25th. But still, this is the time of year that we're going to celebrate the birth of Christ. But we should celebrate the birth of Christ every single day. And the wise men witnessed an extraordinary sign in the heavens uh, that they were told would announce the birth of Jesus. And as a result, they traveled a great distance looking forward to seeing Him. In verse 2, you'll find that the wise men set out to find Jesus. They saw the star in the sky that led them to look specifically now for a specific someone. And that someone was Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world. Today should still be a time of seeking Jesus. But you know what? Too many today simply are not looking. Just not looking. I have uh, seen more in the, but please don't get nervous this morning as I say this. I, I, I'm not against fellowships. I'm not against uh, fun and, and festivities. Uh, you can't have fun without fun. Uh, we can't have fundamental without fun. And you can't have mental without, or you can't have fundamental without mental either. So, just throwing that in there. But uh, so, so don't think that I, I'm speaking negatively. Uh, of those type of things, but I, I see on my social media feed and different other places around this time of year, there are so many uh, different events going on. There's, you know, uh, Christmas parties here and Christmas gatherings here and Christmas parades here and Christmas lights here and Christmas shopping here and Christmas food here and, you know, and, and all of these different trappings of the world and oftentimes the real meaning of Christmas is lost in the shuffle. We get so tired with all of the festivities. We get tired with all of the food. We certainly get tired with all of the family and friends. (laughs) Preach! And And oftentimes we don't take time that we should for the Lord. And when we come around this time, and, and you'll notice, you'll, you'll find it, uh, it happens every single year. Uh, the closer that we come uh, to the day that we set aside for Christmas, the, the more services as we get closer, you'll notice attendance will start to rise, and specifically right there around Christmas. And then it'll just wane right off again, and around Mother's Day and Easter, to pick up again, and... And then it'll go back down again. But what about you and what about me? I, I mean, again, there are things that we enjoy doing around this time, but what are we giving to the Lord 
not just at Christmas time, but every day of our lives. In verse 2, the wise men set out to find Jesus. In verse 10, we see that they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And today, Christmas should still be a time of rejoicing in Jesus. It should be. Well, we were, uh, we're, we were, we were in Hobby Lobby last night. Amen, Miss Jean. And that's, that's, I don't necessarily go in Hobby Lobby a lot, but, uh, Fin, Feather, and Fur was right next door, and that's where I happened to be first. And uh, when we came out, I said, well, let's just go over here for a moment and uh, see what kind of trouble, you know, we can get in. And I was watching, and there were all kinds of people just scattered around and and, uh, milling around and looking at all the different Christmas things and all kinds of other uh, arts and crafts kind of stuff and whatever. And... uh, I was having more fun in the arts and crafts section of the uh, rifle building place next door. And, but they came over the loudspeaker and said, our store is closing in 15 minutes. And I looked at my watch and I said, it's 545. What in the world? Six o'clock, you're going to close. So that's, we went to Hobby Lobby. And uh, while we were in Hobby Lobby, something very interesting happened. All of a sudden, the, the music that was playing you know, in the store, it caught my attention. And it wasn't a Christmas song. It was a hymn. And I was like, how about that? You know, I started there just walking through the aisles singing the song. People were looking at me funny like, what in the world is wrong with him? Nothing. I have the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Why? Because Jesus came to seek and to save that which was lost. So we see them in verse 10. We see them rejoicing with exceeding great joy. It wasn't just a, yay, Jesus is here. And I'm not going to do it this morning, but it would be almost like a running back and forth, jumping up and down, hooping and hollering. Hey, Jesus is here. Some of you needed to wake up anyway. In verse 11, we see the wise men bow down to worship Jesus. And still today, Christmas should be a time of humble, heartfelt worship to the Lord. Oh, I'm here today to tell you I am so thankful, not just for what God does and not just for what He's done, but so thankful for who He is. Brother Gary was teaching in Sunday school this morning and talking about uh, the Almighty God that has always existed, always has been, always will be, and how outside of everything... There is a God that exists. And He set time into motion. He set space into motion. He set matter into motion. And how we often ought to just take time to worship God. Why? Because in the midst of all of that, He knew that man would have a sin problem and need a Savior. And He prepared for that before the foundation of the world. So we ought to take time to worship God. But verse 11 also tells us that these wise men gave gifts. And they weren't thoughtless gifts. They weren't truck stop trinkets. Some of you wait until far too late to finish all of your Christmas shopping and you end up with some trinket that smells like diesel fuel and sadness. <laughs> truck stop trinket. 
I bought you this rose. Yeah, it was $12. It's fake. But it was at Pilate, and I picked it up. I, I, you're so much on my mind. Last-minute purchases. No, these wise men offered their treasures. And they traveled with them for quite some distance. Well, let's just take a moment and, uh, uh, and consider these gifts. There was gold. Why? Because Jesus is the king. There was frankincense. Why? Not Frankenstein. Frankincense. Why? Because Jesus is our high priest. And there was myrrh. Why? Because Jesus would die in our place. All three of those uh, gifts that they brought were so, so valuable and they are so mm, significant now as they relate to Christ. And as we consider Christ in Christmas, let's not casually pass by this matter of giving. Now don't get nervous this morning. You say, well, preacher said we're going to take the offering at the end of service. And now he's like, what will you give God for Christmas? And, and so now, well, yeah, if the Lord leads you to give, give. But we're, we're talking about much more uh, than that this morning. These wise men carefully chose the gifts that they would offer. And we don't read that they looked for anything in return. For them, seeing Jesus was enough because He truly is the greatest gift. Jesus was all they needed. Jesus is all you and I need. Jesus is the all-sufficient gift for all mankind for all time. God is certainly worthy of our worship and our praise and our love. He's worthy of our thankfulness and our obedient surrender. He's worthy of our faithful service. And we know about gold and frankincense and myrrh. But I want you to see three more gifts this morning that were given to Jesus that you and I should also give to the Lord. We ought to give it freely. We ought to give it willingly. We ought to give it cheerfully. We ought to give it regularly, faithfully. Not just at Christmas time, but every day of our lives. Three things that God desires us to give in return for all He's given. Number one is this. Seek God diligently. The gift that you should give uh, God this Christmas and every day of your life is this matter of giving the gift of seeking God diligently. Look with me in verse 8. The Bible says, Go and search diligently for the young child, and when you have found him, bring me word again, that I may come and worship him also. These wise men had traveled a long distance on purpose. They saw the importance and magnitude of seeking God. When they saw the star, they knew what it meant. They knew what it signified. They knew what they needed to do. They needed to go and see for themselves. They decided they would seek diligently. But notice... Even though they had set everything else aside, you catch that? They set everything else aside to pursue God. But notice Harold, uh, Harold. His angels sing. Hark the Harold angels sing, yes. Herod, that's it. No. Notice that Herod was troubled by the wise men's announcement. He was troubled by it but not troubled enough to take the time personally to go look for himself. I want you to think about that for a moment. 
The chief priests and scribes were willing to talk about the truth as we see here in the passage. But they were not willing to thoroughly investigate it themselves. And still today, seeking God is on the bottom of most people's to-do list if it's on the list at all. They'll talk about it. They'll tell others to go look for it. They won't take the time to seek God their own self. Let that not be you and I, not only today, but every day. The wise men, their priority was seeking Jesus, and we should be wisely seeking God diligently also, not just around certain holidays, but every day. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33 says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. The first gift God wants for you and I to give Him this Christmas is to seek Him diligently. First Chronicles chapter 16, verses 10 and 11, the Bible says, Glory ye in His holy name. Let the heart of them rejoice that seek the Lord. Seek the Lord and His strength. Seek His face continually. You say, Preacher, I don't have much joy in my heart today. The verse said, if you're seeking the Lord, you're going to rejoice. You're going to rejoice. Why? Because the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy. Psalm 105 and verse 4. The Bible says, seek the Lord and His strength. Seek His face evermore. The first gift that you and I should give to the Lord is to seek Him diligently. Number two, this morning, the second gift is to worship God adoringly. Is to worship God adoringly. Matthew chapter 2 and verse 2. Where is He that is born King of the Jews? For we have seen His star in the east and are come to worship Him. Verse 11, they did not change in their uh, agenda. Verse 11, and when they were coming to the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother and fell down and worshipped, not them, him. You better stop and make that important distinction this morning. Mary was privileged to have uh, now that opportunity, that privilege. She was uh, chosen by God uh, to give birth to the Son of God. But the worship is not for her. She even said that. My soul doth magnify the Lord. The wise men came and worshipped Jesus. These wise men sought Jesus diligently and they had a specific purpose that drove them. They came with a desire to worship Him. Now notice, they weren't looking for what they could get, but looking for what they could give and looking for who they could give it to. They were looking for Jesus so they could pour out their hearts to Him in adoring worship. Now, make sure you don't miss this. Before the wise men gave of their treasure they first gave of their hearts. They bowed and worshipped. Would you understand with me this simple truth this morning? It will really help you. God wants your heart more than He wants your stuff. God wants your heart more 
then He wants your things. In Matthew 22 and verse 37, Jesus didn't say, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy stuff. He said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart. Psalm 29, 2, Give unto the Lord the glory due unto His name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. And in John chapter 4 and verse 24, the Bible says, They that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. The gifts God wants uh, uh, you to give to Him and for me to give to Him are for us to seek Him diligently and to worship Him adoringly. Let me give you the third one. Here it comes. Number three, give to God selflessly. Give to God selflessly. Matthew chapter 2 and verse 11, when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto Him gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. I want you to see something today. These wise men gave gifts that were extremely valuable. Extremely valuable. I'll tell you right now, if you get up on Christmas morning and if there's a present there for you with your name on it all wrapped and prepared and you open it up in three pounds of gold, gold, not fool's gold, but real gold, comes out of that bag, you're going to be a little happy. Why? Because that's extremely valuable. Frankincense, myrrh, all of these things extremely valuable, yet most times people give to God last or as an afterthought instead of first and foremost. How often we give what's left in the bottom of the barrel. We give the scraps. We give the leftovers. We give the unwanted stuff or we give nothing at all. But here we see the wise men prepared ahead of time to have the opportunity to open their treasures and sacrifice selflessly for Jesus. You can search all through your Bible. Nowhere will you find where these wise men started by calculating how much they needed to hold back before they gave. Nowhere do we see that they withdrew from their gifts to meet their travel expenses or to maintain their uh, retirement fund. We don't also read of a specific quantity that they gave or that they maxed out their credit cards. That's one of the reasons I do not promote heavily giving online. You know how easy it is to give out of what you don't have online? And so it's just, just something to think about there. I was talking with some uh, preacher friends, and you know them. I won't name them. If you want to know, for $20 after the service, I'll <laughs> tell you. One name, one name per 20. And... Uh, <laughs> One name for 20. They said, well, how many preachers were there? More than you got this morning. <laughs> well, I don't know. Let me not say it that way. You may have come really ready, but you make sure that goes in the offering plate if that's what you brought it for. I'm just kidding. But uh, there were there were a handful of preachers there, and uh, we got to talking. And I don't know how we got 
on the subject, but we were just talking about, you know, uh, church building upkeep and different things like that. And uh, the story started to go, you know, from one guy about this guy, he said, brought in to our sur- to, a, to church one Sunday. He said, preacher, I, I want to donate this microwave to the church. We just bought a brand new one, so we don't need this one. So we thought the church might be able to use it. The preacher said, great, it didn't work. It was broke. <laughs> a similar situation, me and my dad from years ago, we were at church one day and uh, the preacher had got up and said that there was a need in their junior church department as they were getting close to VBS, there was a need uh, for a, a television and a VCR. Uh, that's what they needed for their classes and stuff for Vacation Bible School. And so after that service, my dad and I were talking, and he said, hey, he said, I, I, I want you to uh, go to the store with me. I said, okay. He said, well, I'm going to buy a, a new TV and a new VCR. I said, okay. So we're in the store, and we're looking at the TVs. And he's looking, he says, now that's the one right there, he said, that I, that, that I want. That would fit the room great. He says, so let's get that one. And then here's this VCR. He says, it's got all the features I need. He says, so let's get that VCR. I said, these are going to church. And he said, no, 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 I'm going to give them the ones I already have, and I'm going to put these at home. And I said, so you're going to give God your leftovers, and you're going to take the good stuff for Him. Guess who got the new TV and VCR? The church. Often we do that. Well, I'm going to get something new. I'll bring my junk to the church. Let me help you today. The church don't need your junk. Just because you can't bear to part with it and throw it away, don't bring it for me to throw away. If you're going to give to God, you need to give to God your best. Why? Because He gave to you His best. And He continues to give to you His best. I know. You say, well, preacher, it's a Christmas season. And boy, that was kind of harsh. No, it's true. It's not, it's not harsh. It's true. We need to think about God first. What does God lead us to give? Notice, I didn't tell you what you had to give this morning. That's between you and God. As the Lord leads you to give. See, when you seek God first and you look to give to God first, you'll find and when you worship God, when you've sought Him and when you worship Him, all of a sudden you have the desire to give to Him. And nobody's going to have to tell you that you have to rejoice about it. Nobody's going to have to tell you you got to be cheerful about it because you see it as a privilege to give back to God what He's already given to you. Give to God selflessly. Now, let me stop uh, just for a moment and say once again uh, to our, our church folks, thank you for your faithfulness in giving. The Lord has blessed this church richly because of your willingness to give. Not because this preacher stands in the pulpit and beats you over the head that you have to give, but just encourages you to follow the Lord and follow as He leads. And if He leads you to give, then you give. And my goodness, look how God is blessed. The Donnelly's missionary letter just came out. And this past week, Brother Steve uh, texted me because I, I've been the one that's keeping all the records of what's come in and what's been paid. And, and uh, because he didn't necessarily want to see, you know, all of that, he, he just, you know, because once you know what somebody's given, you have a tendency to, and I'm the same way here. You give, I don't know who gives what. And I don't need to. 
Why? Because what you give is, if you're giving as the Lord gives, that's what you're supposed to give. I'm not supposed to compare the one who gives $10 versus the one who gives a dollar if you're both following the Lord. So Brother Steve texted me and he said, Preacher, he said, "Um, working on the missions letter for this month, I thought he was going to give me a guest invite to write in the missions letter again. That didn't happen. (laughs) No, he he said, uh, could you tell me he said, uh, you know, how much was the total of all the bills that were paid? And I said, okay, give me a minute. So I went and I opened up the document and I looked in there. And what we started just a few months ago, walking by faith to trust the Lord, over $55,000 of medical bills paid in full. Now wait, that does not account for all of the exceptional discounts that were also given. I mean, God knew what He was doing and how He wanted to work through this. And as we stand back on this side of it and look back and say, ain't God good? Look at all He's done and how He took care of this. And maybe we had some doubt. And maybe we had some uh, tough times where we had to ask the Lord, hey, is really supposed to do this? But I know there were people who gave sacrificially and selflessly because the Lord led them to. And what a blessing! that that turned out to be. These wise men worshipped God with their heart first. That led them to willingly give the treasure they already possessed. The gifts, you really have to understand this today, the gifts that God wants you to give are precious. We will never seek God diligently until we see our need for Him in every aspect of our lives. We'll never truly worship God adoringly until He becomes our heart's primary desire and we'll never give to God selflessly until we're willing to open our every treasure and offer it back to Him. As we close this morning, I want you to think with me. Does your attitude and ambition cause you to say, God, here's everything I have, all that you've blessed me to have. You can have whatever you want of it. You can have it all. I just want you. Friends, God loves you so much that He gave His most precious for you. Are you willing to give back your most valuable to Him? Or will you be satisfied giving your leftovers or nothing at all? We talked about Abraham the other night. And God asked him. God asked Abraham to give Isaac. Abraham had come to a point in his life where he realized he needed God so much that if God asked him to do that, that's exactly what he would do. Oftentimes, God is just looking for our willingness and our trust. And He's blessed us in such great ways. Please hear me today. This preacher is not up here today trying to pound you over the head about putting a lot of money in the offering plate. Please understand that. God blesses faithfulness. 
And my encouragement for you today is just to draw near to God, seek Him diligently, worship Him adoringly, and then give to Him selflessly. These wise men are a great example of how we should seek, worship, and give to God. And what about you? Are you looking to get or are you looking to give? Are you seeking God like you should? Are you worshiping God like He deserves? Are you giving back to God the best of your time, your talent, your treasure, or is God an afterthought? Those three gifts God really wants for you to give to Him. Seek Him diligently. Worship Him adoringly. Give to Him selflessly. So my question, and we're done, what will you give Him? Our heads are bowed this morning.